Welcome to another edition of Bleeding Edge Interviews. I am your host, Super Dave. We broadcast on Toxic Radio, of course. Dean Wells of TerraMaze was kind enough to join me live on the air, which is in and of itself a little bit impressive considering the time difference between where he was in Melbourne, Australia, and of course where we broadcast from in Clementon, New Jersey, 14 hours ahead. So he literally called me from the future. He was in Sunday. I was still in Saturday. For me, it was Saturday early evening. For him, it was Sunday early morning. What a nice guy. What a great interview. And I can't thank him enough for being willing to get up early on a Sunday morning, talk to me live, and it was just a lovely interview. And here it is. Enjoy. Dean Wells of Terramates. Dean, hello, sir. How are you doing? How's it going, man? Going really well. Good morning, I should say, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty early here. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being able to uh, rise and shine early down there with us so that uh, we can have this chat this evening. Welcome aboard. It's, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So, wow. You know, like, I got to say, I'm, I'm myself a bit of a newcomer to Terra Maze. Yeah. I have no idea, considering how often I spend time digging around the dark corners of the music world and finding out everything about anything. And somehow you guys had escaped my notice for a while until very recently. I think it was uh, Prague Report uh, posting okay. a message regarding um, the release of the video for Between These Shadows. So yeah. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But as I dug into the catalog and went, oh, my gosh, these guys have been doing some great stuff for a long time. On top of that, I look back and I go, wait a minute. So 2019, Are We Soldiers? Last year, I wonder, in the middle of a pandemic, no less, and then Sorella Minore, out early this year, that, that's, that's three albums in, what, a little more than a year and a half, maybe, possibly two years? I mean, most bands don't put out that many in three or four years sometimes, so that's a lot. First, first question I have are, aren't you tired? Man, <laughs> um, I've, always, I've always written a, a lot of music Ever, ever since I was a kid, just um, I don't know what it is. I just have a, a urgency to write lots of music, and I suppose over the last year, it just it hasn't stopped coming out. And like, what's funny about that is we're literally halfway through now recording the next album. <laughs> yeah, you you put out the surprise. I was saving for the end of the interview to drop on everybody. Wow, oh, okay. you mentioned that in the email. I was like, holy smokes, did he just say another one you're working on already? So, yeah. wow. Okay, so we're gonna say, put the, put that. We're gonna circle back to that. So I, I like yeah. chronological order <laughs> because that's a little that's my OCD. Fun. But that'll be a teaser for everybody to continue listening. So meanwhile, great. I mean, that's amazing. That's gonna be four albums in about literally about two years, depending on when that gets out, maybe three, that's impressive. So, and that's the thing, I, I think you start saying, but where, where do you think all this inspiration and urgency comes from? What is it that, that I mean, how do you think of all these ideas? <laughs> uh, well, well, my bandmates say the same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and they, and they you know, it's, it's the, I suppose part of it has been the, this constant lockdown stuff, mm. and I mean, we're in lockdown again for some Are you really? crowd, dude. It's it's crazy. So um, my way of, I suppose, I mean, I'm a fairly isolated person anyway. Mm. Being being a musician, I 
you know, I'm in a studio here pretty much 24 hours of the day. So um, part of it, I think, is um, I, I usually work with other bands and a lot of, a lot of bands just aren't doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I've, I suppose this, I've writ, written a lot of music. I suppose every Terramay's album, even back to like the early days, they were all written around times where things were pretty sort of tough or something heavy was happening to me. Do you know what I mean? So like, you know, but I've done albums where my drummer passed away through it right. and that, and, and worked with Jeff Waters from Annihilator. And then that kind of didn't really eventuate. And there's always mm. something that was kind of heavy around the time. And I don't know why this is. So maybe it's just my <laughs> personality. So <laughs> my way of dealing with certain things, like her halo was written around the time my dad died. And, oh, wow. Um, so they've all got significant sort of, not that, not that everything's bad around every album, but there's always something, you know, life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I seem to have, take in the heavy stuff and try to maybe regurgitate it into music, you know, man, and yeah. try to do something, try to do something um, creative with it and positive and therapeutic, firstly for me. Yeah. And then it's cool that it translates to other people that, you know, they get, you know, I mean, everyone hears music a different way and, you know, so it's nice that, you know, people get something out of the music out of some difficult times, especially recently, you know, with yeah, I wonder, yeah. probably I wonder a little bit more because it was right in the middle of this stuff and we, I just went, I've got to stay focused on what I love to do and what makes me get up every day. Yeah. Other than, you know, some other things, you know, but music's that thing that I can pour a lot of emotion and just honesty into, you know what I mean? There's no, the thing with Terramates is there's just really no rules about what, what we do style-wise, um, anything, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just a place to pour everything. My cat's screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of my coworkers. Every time we have a conference call, the cat joins in. <laughs> she does every time, the lettering. Yeah, they, so like to be, they like to participate. Well, yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. So, so it makes me laugh a little bit because not because you're in lockdown, but then I get to thinking, I'm like, well, wait, are you guys in lockdown now because of the pandemic or is it because of mice? Because I understand there's a bit of a mice, like a, like a biblical mice problem going on down somewhere in that area. I'm not sure if it's near you or not. Um, it's, it's I, I don't really know much. I, I don't really take much notice of the news. So, yeah. I mean, I get my news from... Other other places, <laughs> you know, gotcha. not 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 the mainstream news because I just feel like it's a joke. But yeah. the mice things, no, not not in Melbourne. I don't think. No, um, yeah. I can't even. I, it's I can't even explain what's going on in Melbourne, man. It's actually pretty. It's pretty upsetting, but mm. at the same time, I've just got to some things. I just you can't control. So the one thing I can control is the music that yeah. I write. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... It, just seems, it just seems to be something that's um, natural. You know what I mean? Like yeah. frustrations, you know, like, so you just pour it into music and mold it like a bit of putty. And, you know, it's for me, it's been more therapeutic, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, yeah. I'm an extremely passionate person about anything that I do, which kind of puts me in a place sometimes of getting pretty 
upset about certain things, especially, you know, the, the control that's going on with all this sort of stuff, especially in Melbourne, man, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad and, and, and wow. start, it, it seems to be a sinister sort of undertone to it, which everyone's just starting to have, you know, just had enough. You know what I mean? mm. So it's like, what do I do with this? I'm stuck yeah. in my house. I write music and it's, you know, it's kept me sane. Right. And same yeah. with the other guys. Same with the other guys. You know, I mean, like I'm solely right most of the music, but the other guys contribute to each song what they can and what they, you know, feel. So it's like everyone's just sort of just it's become like a melting pot for everyone's sort of frustrations, I suppose. Yeah. Especially now. Not all that's not always yeah. like that, but it has been now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, under stress, people will go to the things that give them a sense of control or stability. Absolutely. Sounds like for you, making music is what does. And it's interesting when you talk about the idea that an album is just released centered on a woman being held captive while you're in lockdown. So it's kind of reflective of the times. But it does lead me to wonder, like, when you wrote her halo, in your mind, did you have it that somewhere down the road there was going to be a sequel to this? Did you like have this grand Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of plan in mind? Or is this just that this is when inspiration hit and you went, wow, these connect and I'm doing it? Um, I didn't because when we wrote her Halo, it was the first time that we actually sort of wrote a little, it actually started off just kind of mucking around, writing a little story and uh, writing the music to the story that we were writing. So we had like a Facebook chat and we would sort of just write a bit of a story um, and then I would sort of come up with bits of, bits of music that would sort of suit it and um, it sort of went from there and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is a very different way for me to write music and so we just kept going with that and then her halo was written and I kind of, and the album done extremely well for us. Um, but it was more of a classic style, not, probably not so much more metal, but it was, you know, more, more cinematic, I suppose, yeah. especially with all the keys and that. But that was, that was, um, that was on purpose because I realized it felt like, kind of felt like it was more going towards kind of a movie style mm-hmm. music. But, um, are you accepting actually- the term rock opera? <laughs> no, no, I kind of thought that. <laughs> Hey, it's got an Italian name. It just lends itself to that thought, but it is. It's it's got well, a very operatic quality to it too. Yeah, well, it, I, th- that's on purpose because I suppose we don't usually do that sort of more operatic. It's it, it's it's been a little bit more kind of you know I suppose metal yeah. side of progressive sure. metal. So her halo was very different to esoteric, but it was the album before it was a lot darker and I suppose a little bit more to the point sort of riffs mm-hmm. and stuff. But when I was writing. I wonder, I oh, might have actually been a slightly little bit before it. I, I kind of come up with a riff just sitting here playing and I knew instantly, I went that, well, actually it wasn't until I sang over it. Like I sang the, the chorus to, yeah. it's basically the first part of the, the first riff you hear on Sorella is where the song started. Yeah. It was literally just like that kind of guitar co- Thing and then the the melody, I call it melody. And I was sitting here thinking, man, this sounds like something from her Halo. Um, and that was it. I just went, all right, I'm going to write the sequel to her Halo. But I and then and then we got locked down. 
and all this all this happened and I was like it feel doesn't feel right to right. to write that right now so I wonder was literally written uh, right at the start of this okay use use people are, are locked in your houses and you know this you have no control and this is for your own uh, good and and I met a I met a person that lives through some horrific things that I could probably couldn't talk about on your show um, and that affected my life so huge it's changed the way I see the world and everything mm. this only last only last year uh-huh. so I had to write I wonder again like I was saying something heavy sort of happened I met this person who's I've never heard a story like this in my life and um, so I had to write I wondered to kind of go with how I felt about this guy's life, you know what I mean? And so after that came out, I went, all right, I'm going to go back to <laughs> finishing this, this, the sequel. So um, it wasn't until just after I Wonder come out that I just went, all right, let's – I suppose I think I just kept adding little bits and pieces to it and um, then it just started getting really long and I'm like, this is kind of – going to be uh, one big song. I knew it was going to be one big song probably five minutes into the music, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I kind of thought about, oh, this needs to be something kind of special. I'm going to make it kind of cool, add some other vocalists to it, you know. Um, and it's just, it sort of just grew from there. It was, yeah, I suppose while we were doing it, it took on this sort of, big grand yeah. sort of 26-minute sort of thing. Yeah. But it, at some point I knew it had to stop when it felt like it was enough. It yeah. probably could have gone wrong. It probably could have gone longer. I've got so much music. I've still got other songs on here that I haven't touched that would go along with it, but I kind of went, it's got to stop because at some point I'm going to sound like uh, just completely self-indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> People might think anyway but it was you know it's all it's all fun too you know i mean it's all like i went once i knew it was going to be a long song i was like can i make this can i make this feel like it's not too long right like yeah long but it doesn't feel like it's too long um that was that was the probably the only hard trick about like changing the feel of it and then different singers i suppose to almost trick the brain as well to kind of make it feel fresh all the right. way through that's what i thought any of it that was my i suppose my way of thinking about it so yeah but at, um the reaction speaking of that had, that made me think too that was like you in a whole different role i gotta say for that particular song because now you're not just writing the music you're not just the vocalist and guitar but now you're a casting director you're bringing in characters like. and you're bringing yeah. in people to do that what was what was that progress or process like for you well i actually felt quite Natural because I've, I've been producing bands for a while now. So, and my, I suppose, I think my strength is working with singers. Yeah. Which, which is kind of why I've always had singers sing in Taramays, partially because the music's quite difficult to sing and play. And, but that's another story. But <laughs> I've always loved working with singers. I used to work with, um, I learned how to produce sort of pop singers when I did all the stuff for Australian Idol and X Factor and I'll have here like TV show sort of mm. singers and that. I was thrown in the deep end 
to write with all these people. So I kind of learned how to try to get the best out of singers too. Sometimes you've got to be pretty harsh. Right. And that kind of works for me because I'm pretty, <laughs> you know, I'm very, I've got a very high expectation of myself. But once I start, I got Sylvia in and Jan and Nathan, I was just like, this feels, it's just still feels, it feels just like Terra Maze, but it's just, I'm just bringing some more people in. And I loved having that. It's just like having more colors to paint with. I don't know. That's how, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any rules on myself as a musician. So that was sort of like, I could have added more singers, really. I mean, but th- they were the best ones I thought suited the characters. Yeah. And when now, I were these knew, people though, you worked with? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Nathan, who sang on most of Sorella, um, was on right. her Halo. And um, so I knew that he had to be a part of it just because I wanted to tie it all in. Um, Silvio's from a band called Vanishing Point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen's from a band called Divine Ascension, both really good bands from Australia. I'm, I've been lucky enough to work with them. Or, do you know what I mean? So I, I knew the voices, their voices well already. Yeah. Um, so I went, this is going to be, and they just come in and smashed it. You know what I mean? They're, they were all just so, once they realized this was sort of, this thing was almost bigger than the band, it was its own thing. You know what I mean? That's why it was sort of like Terramaze presents Sorella Minoro. Mm-hmm. Trying to, it is a Terramaze song, but it's, yeah. it, I tried to make it almost on the outside of. So everyone, you know, got their costumes. We set up photo shoots and all that. It was all really cool to sort of add extra people to the, the project. You know what I mean? So um, I suppose I never really done any of that stuff before. Like it's almost felt theatrical but i like that sort of sort of thing so i don't know if i'll do it again maybe you know what i mean so but you know it's all everything to me i like to challenge the band and myself mm-hmm. to go can we do this can we do this justice and that was something that's like all right this is a whole different step up from her halo where there's different singers there's characters the photos have to be right you know what i mean like uh the front cover had to be right, little videos. So, yeah, man, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and as you were talking it's earlier, it's, it's not a song that wears out its welcome or anything like that. As a matter of fact, for the length of it, it feels very fresh because I've, I've trust me, in a, in a world of prog metal where I am firmly in, there's a lot of 20, 25-minute songs. Mm. And yeah. some of them feel like they meander and just go on and on. Uh, some strike a nice balance uh, and, you know, Sorella really, uh, to me, hit a nice sweet spot where I'm going, this is a nice, long, satisfying story that's there. It's clear. And yet at the end of it, I'm not going checking my watch. <laughs> you know, I'm not looking yeah. at, looking at the time and going, is this over yet? You know, that, 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 that I think is a mark of success on your part. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. The, the response to it's been, and sometimes it's actually been overwhelming, I suppose, because I thought we would we may have copped a bit of flack for it just because it's a long song. And I'm, and I'm cool with that. I'm you know, pretty sort of, uh, you know, everyone's music subjective. But, mm-hmm. man, like we've literally haven't copped any, you know, <laughs> flack. It's been 
I'm kind of almost been waiting for it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, it's a, lo- it's a long song and boring or whatever. But I suppose the, the fans that we have, and I suppose it's brought in some new ones as well because I suppose it's a bit of a talking point, you know, doing a 26-minute song without, you know, can this band pull this off sort of thing. Yeah. And I suppose it's um, by the reaction, you know what I mean, from people, it's... um. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been good. All the reactions yeah. I've read have been really, really positive. You know, I have not come across yet anybody who's who's had anything negative to say at all about that. So, I mean, yeah. nice work. Well done. Um, now, that brings me around again to the song that I first was introduced to, to Terra Maze Through, which was Between These Shadows, which okay. interesting little story on my part there was it, it came up, I saw it online. I'm like, oh, let me check this out. Played it, and I'll tell you, that song hits me right in the feels. And, and I just listened to it and I'm like, I, I, I love the elegant, minimalist almost approach to the music. It's not, it's not one of those wacky, well, I don't think it is. I'm, I'm a drummer. What do I know about time signatures half the time? <laughs> it's not a bunch of wacky time signatures. There, there's, it's not a change. It's a, it's a very straightforward song with a really emotional vocal part. And immediately... For whatever reason, upon first hearing it, my mind went to Marillion. It's not exactly their style, but something about, again, that, that elegant minimalism that went to it in the heartfelt vocals that just made me think of that. And the first thing I thought of were a bunch of guys that, that I know from going to concerts with, and they're mostly in the same vein. They like prog rock and all that. They're more traditionalists than I am. Listen to the old stuff. I'm the one digging in all the new stuff. But I immediately posted on Facebook, said, guys, check this out. Every single one of them went, wow, I love that. And I said, yeah, got to check it out. So while they're responding to that, I'm busy checking out the rest of it. I kind of came back and said, now, just a warning. <laughs> that song, at least for me, evokes Marillion. The rest of it's not, <laughs> it's not Marillion. It's a little bit different. So it might be a little out of your taste. But, but nonetheless, I love the song. And I understand that for you, at least at the time you were talking to whoever you're talking to at the time, that that had become your favorite song on the album, mostly due to how challenging the vocal part was for you. And I'm just kind of curious, like what it was exactly about that vocal part and that song, I guess, that, that made you feel you really needed to be perfectionistic about how you approached it. Uh, the, well, the, even though it's, it's sort of, it sounds like it's, it's easier to produce some, it's not easy to produce someone else, but it's, it's, it's easier to sort of, to coach someone through a song um, because you can hear what they're singing and, and you can hear if they're singing it right or the, the emotion or the delivery system, you know, and you can sort of, you know, work your way through that. But when you're producing yourself with this song, I was, it's, it's kind of difficult style to sing, even though it sounds sort of simple, but it's, um, it was the delivery and the emotion of it not being, not being, um, uh, what's the word? Almost too perfect with it. Instead of me just trying to sing it to make it sound perfect, I had, to me it felt like if I'm to sing this, I have to sing it completely honest and um, yeah, just with the right sort of emotion, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And because you know, I'm in the studio, I can fix things, I can do this and do that. And I thought, you know what? As soon as I try to make this too produced. I suppose it's going to lose 
the vibe of the song because the whole idea of the song was supposed to be extremely emotional and balanced in between, uh, you know, a dark place but, but also kind of hope in the song. So it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's in this sort of, um, so basically trying to sing it really freely. Right. When, I mean, when you're in a studio and I'm, you know, I kind of basically live in here, it's, um, it's the headspace you've got to get into producing yourself instead of going, oh, I sang that little bit off, I sang that little bit off. It's more about like I would have to listen back to it and go, is this making me feel what, you know, I mean, feel more than sound. <clears throat> yeah. So it was just that balance because um, you just sort of sing it and go, hey, that sounds kind of cool, next. But it was like it has to, I want it to give you goosebumps. Yeah. Because that's right. the thing that I love about music. You know what I mean? Like if I hear a song and it could be any style, it's that moment of like, oh, what is that? What is that? Like untangible, if that's the word, right. sort of thing. So trying to get there without thinking about it too much is a lot more difficult than what you think when it's just like, especially when it's your song too. It's like you can try to, you, sometimes you can overproduce it and try to make it too pretty or too perfect right. so it was that balance um and i suppose singing some of the kind of high notes at the end which i'm not overly high singing out like i can sing high when needed mm -hmm. but that had to sound i didn't want it to sound like man of war or something you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you know it just had to it had to make sense yeah. to the feel of the song and i suppose i mean i, I treat every song like that but that one i suppose because there's so much space in it yeah, there's yeah. a lot of room. There's a lot of room to ruin it. Slow songs are hard, nice. man. Slow, yeah. Songs are hard. Slow solos are hard. <clears throat> when you have a lot more space, yeah, people go, oh, you know, like going off on a tangent here. But if you play a, play a sol slow so solo that's really emotional and you want it to, to, to hit someone, it's a different headspace to kind of playing like a fast technical solo like right. oh look at me um and we do that stuff but i love the more slow solos where it feels like vocals yeah but the headspace to do that properly is it's so much room for vibrato to be off and the wrong note choice you know what i mean so it's like people who play technical sometimes you think oh that's easy i can play that until they play it but it doesn't sound any good. Right. Like you yeah. can play the notes, but can you make it feel like music? And I suppose the slow song to sing is very similar to that. Mm. Like, yeah, I can sing it, but can you? So that telling myself to do these things is actually quite, it, it's, that's the challenge because I don't have right. someone else producing me, I suppose. <laughs> so if it was someone else singing Between the Shadows, I would have been constantly going, you know, no, 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 just stop thinking about it. Just, 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 you know, fall into the song. You've got to, it's music. You want it to impact. Really, that's literally how I kind of see all the songs. Yeah. But that one, so like I said, slow songs are yeah. pretty and you, cool. And you nailed that one for me. Like I said, that, really, that one hits me in the feels every time. That's, it's such a lovely little song. And it's, it's really in so many ways such a counterpoint to the epicness that is the title track. And it's interesting that you close the album on this nice quiet number that, that 
you know, kind of brings things down to earth a little bit more. So it I, makes me wonder. It's like, wow, it, it almost to me seems brave to end an album that way. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> like, I just, I just go by how it feels. Yeah. Like, there's no, I suppose, uh, every, I don't know, it just, I sort of just put the songs, usually at the end of an album, this one was different because it was sort of like a Sorella and then there was some other songs surrounding it. I'm like, how does this going to work? Because I didn't want to just release Sorella on its own because it wasn't long enough, but I wanted some songs around it to make it still feel like more of an album. So you're right. getting almost you're getting your money's worth as well. It's a shorter album, but it's, there's a lot that went into Sorella. So I still felt like it, you know, it felt like there was an album's worth of music. Sure. If that makes sense. But, um, now you know who it's getting like, compared to a little bit in the, in the way that the album is presented that people are talking about that comparison with 2112, where you got the big long I've, album side suite. And then you got the other side is songs that are not related to the story. It's funny. I've seen that written on our page a few times and I've never heard that. Huh? <laughs> I've never, I've never even listened to it. I've heard a oh, few. No. I, don't, I don't listen to Rush. Yeah. It never, it never clicked with me. Gotcha. Um, it, my, my sort of introduction to progressive metal was Dream Theater. So. Dream Theater. But I did yeah, I, can, back. I can sense that in your roots a little bit there and the, and the songs that you can definitely tell there's that influence. And, and it's good yeah. roots to have. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like, I didn't know, I didn't know Rush existed. I just went straight to Dream Theater. You know, I mean, I like, oh, wow. I grew up on, I grew up in Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica, and Highlighter, and and a heap of pop. You know, I mean, like yeah. Michael Jackson, and all this sort of stuff. And then someone went, "You need to hear this," and it was Dream Theater, and my whole brain went, "I need how to learn how to play guitar." <laughs> <laughs> so enough. I didn't even know Rush existed until later on, and. Some people like you know, listen to Rush, and I listen a little bit of it. Not really a big fan, but I appreciate them. Um, but I've seen a lot of people say it's reminiscent of the Twenty One Twelve, whatever it's called. But it's funny because I'm like, I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so my my favorite long song would be "Change of Seasons" from Dream Theater. Oh yes, yeah, it's a classic piece which, there. I, which is a very different approach to. I didn't want to do that, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Because I'm like, that's gonna, I don't want to just sort of try to imitate that because it's just recipe for disaster trying to imitate Dream Theater. But sure. I, knew, I knew I wanted the long song. And that was the only other real long song that I kind of went, that's, that's actually one of my favorite Dream Theater songs. Mm -hmm. I like the long songs. Um, so I just thought, well, see if we can do that in our own style but in this sort of almost movie feel the, yeah. to me that was i suppose the idea of it to, was to make it feel like you're watching a movie without watching anything right just listening like to feel like you, you know like a movie can change and it can get heavy and it can get really soft that was that was that was how i was going emotionally with the song right right and it took a few goes to get those parts yeah. written but Especially when there's nothing in front of you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of, it's pretty kind of, I'm used to it, but it's still like when you're just looking at, because I use just, I just open up Pro Tools and it's blank. <laughs> you know what it I mean? Is, like, it is intimidating, the blank canvas, yes? 
<laughs> I actually like I love it. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, what can I do yeah. with this great space? And a lot of it ends up being pretty crap. And I'll just <laughs> go back and go, that's that's not good enough. You know, what I mean, so most of the time it's sifting through too many ideas mm. and then finding the seeds that I suppose will usually write just a song out of, but I suppose with Sorella, the parts had to feel right. It wasn't like we had like seven songs, you know what right. I mean? It was just like, what's next? Oh, it's got to die down here. It's, it's got to do this. It's got to go heavy. And that was the fun of it. I suppose it was no real. I did an interview and someone asked me if it was, he thought I had like a blueprint uh, set out how I wanted it all to go. And I'm like, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just, right. just threw it all in there and would go back and forwards to it. And I'm not that, you know, I'm self-taught with everything. Yeah. Never had a lesson. So there's, I don't really have the, the theory to back up what I'm doing. Yeah. I just kind of go by, I know a little bit, but not, not much. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, you get down to it. What music's more, when you get down to it, music's more feeling than it is theory really anyway. Right. And then well, and that's yeah. a lot of musicians will tell me that same thing that, you know, I can't read music, but I know how to play it. And I know I'm making sounds and that's what it's about. Yeah. And it's usually, it's usually comes from a rhythm. I'm yeah. very much, I'm a big, I used to play drums when I was younger, not really as a drummer, drummer, but just at school and a drums are, drums are what I wanted to, I wanted to be a drummer until mm. I, I broke my leg and I was playing lots of sport and my dad handed me a guitar and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll give this a crack. Mm. And straight up I was writing songs and wow. I knew like for four chords and then I just kept writing songs and not really learned guitar. I just sort of bluffed my way through it and then yeah. Then they're terror maze, and then we had an album, and I'm like, I still have no idea how to play guitar, <laughs> but this is what I'm doing now. This is what I just aim towards something, and just and I still still am just aim yeah. towards what I want to hear. I think sometimes I make it difficult for myself because I don't know the theories. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but at the same time, it gives me a freedom to like do whatever I want yeah. with music, and I think that's what everyone should do with music if you're going to write music just do what comes out naturally and then hone that you know what i mean exactly that's that, yeah. ne that never-ending cycle of trying to kind of beat yourself you know what i mean like not in a bad way but like I, I have a gauge now i suppose with a fair few albums to go well it, it has to be better than that it has to be better <laughs> than that, i wonder it has to be, that's me in competition with myself right it doesn't i don't really I don't really care what any other band's doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'll listen to band. We go, that's awesome. But I'm not in the music. You know, obviously not a competition, but I am in competition with myself yeah, to yeah. try to see, to see if I can write better music. And that's, yeah. I suppose that's the fun challenge and healthy. Honestly, listen, you talk about it right now. To me, it's, it's something that brings you joy and that you really under, yeah. uh, you really, uh, uh lost my word there, that you really like that that's challenging. It's not an unhealthy thing. It's a matter of, oh, what can I do next? And can I do it even better than last time? But just listen, you talk about it now. Like clearly, the, especially Sorella, really seemed to be something you thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, yeah, now I enjoy, I enjoy every, I enjoy every note of yeah. what, we, what we do. Sometimes 
sometimes I, I don't really hit walls, but sometimes it's like I might get through it two minutes of a new song and I'm like, you know what, this is just not, I'm not feeling it. And the other guys think I'm crazy and I won't delete it, but I'll be like, it's not impacting me and I'm the one writing it. So <laughs> that's my gauge. My gauge is, and I'm not always, it's kind of weird, I'm not always right about my own music because there's been times where I've put songs on albums and, you know, a label might have gone, you're going to put that on it. And I'm like, no, oh, I don't really want that. And then I put a song on an album and it ends up being everyone's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, you just can't, yeah. you can't control that part of it. I suppose I can control the writing, but once it's sort of done, it's like it's, once music's done, it's not ours anymore anyway. Yeah. It's the listener. And, it, and that's, that's why I love just keep writing. It's like, yep, Sorella's done. What's next? Now, we're, you know. Don't write, write again. I'm writing and, always. And speaking of which, you just provided a lovely segue for me. I appreciate that because <laughs> I was going to ask you now to tell us about the next album that's coming out. Uh, I'm guessing based on what you've talked about so far, it's not the next story in the Her Halo series. It's something different. So so what are you looking at now? When are you looking at getting that out? Um, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm literally probably a week or two off it actually being finished recorded and mixed oh my gosh yeah <laughs> and it's and what's funny is this is, <laughs> sounds ridiculous is we actually wrote two albums oh okay and That's, so this was written the same time as Sorella Minore basically um no or this is two well, albums you've written all together now no there's there's two albums worth of music as 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 album number nine on my computer, it's there's two albums worth of music, oh and gosh. I had to actually separate them to make one album because I was just like, this is too much. <laughs> it's just too much work, I suppose, because I'm I produce it all, record it all, mix it all. Yeah. Two albums would I just would have cooked myself, wow. but the music's there. The music's yeah. there, so I've kind of got. I think nine or 10 songs. It's almost a 70 minute album. So it's <laughs> pretty funny. That is amazing. It's like, where did all this music come from? Um, but it's, it's kind of, this album feels like it's the biggest sounding album. Cause I've got some songs that are pretty much about 98% done, just some tweaks. Oh. And it's the biggest sounding music that we've done. I don't know how to explain that like this might sound strange, but like it's kind of got the almost the sound production wise of something like Nickelback. I know they're not like interesting. Popular, but their productions are huge, right? Right. You know that almost like Metallica-y, but Nickelback have that big kind of rock production. The, mm -hmm. the people who produce their music, yeah, kind of wall of sound you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and I use a lot of their stuff for for production sounds because it's just so well recorded and you it's the big drums and big vocals and big guitars that's in the terramay's style that's how it's sounding it's just a big punchy sounding album not as many i suppose not as many slow things slow songs mm -hmm. it's it's the metal side of the band's probably come back a bit um sure but i don't know it's, it's just that they're big songs they're, they're, 
the guys were saying it's kind of like the completely song-driven album. They all, you know, they all kind of stand on their own mm-hmm. as well. But um, if you were to say what does Terramay sound like over nine albums, this is what I would say. It's probably more like that because it's got a bit of everything that we've ever done. Okay. Wow. That's exciting. I'm that. happy for that. Yeah. So it's, and I, I suppose the writing that's different about this is I've actually, actually never done this before where because I'm singing, I'm writing knowing I'm going to have to sing and play this. <laughs> <laughs> And I've never done that before. So I've looked at all the music and got some of the stuff to sing and play at the same time is just ridiculous because the vocal melodies aren't in, they don't sit in like a linear mm. place with the guitars. They're over, all over the top because I just do just do whatever. But now yeah, I've got yeah. this thought that I need to sing and play this. So I've written vocal melodies that sort of sit in between the guitars a little bit more. And that's given me a whole different feel again. Do you know what I mean? Right, so it's like... Right. And I, I, I kind of like it because I've had to pull back a little bit on some certain things, but at the same time when there's no singing, the riff, I suppose the riffy side of Terramaze has very much come back and it's really, it's a really fun sounding album. Not that it's, it's still a pretty deep sounding album, but yeah. a lot of just that early sort of pantery sort of, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's just the riff side of Terramaze. Uh, is it's so much more on this album than we've done back until Esoteric, which was the album before yeah, yeah. The Halo. Right. So that I suppose, and it's fun. It's like it's fun to just write that sort of riffs again. Um, some of them probably written out of just a bit of frustration through mm-hmm. this whatever you call it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's to me, it's frustrating. So playing the guitar and turning it up and just riffing, you know. Right, right. Writing some kind of heavy sort of riffs has been therapeutic, I suppose. Yeah. You know I mean, sometimes I just want to kind of scream, but it's like I, I need to channel this this energy into <laughs> <laughs> the music. And that's yeah. it's literally where it all comes from, you know. So it's, um, yeah, I'm actually a, a really – excited about this music because I know every band says this, this is our best album, but I actually think this would be our strongest album. Right. Song-wise. It's, um, but we've had nothing else to do. Yeah. No one could been able to work or anything. So it's like all day, every day, like even before I jumped on here, and I don't, I get up early, but it was like, had a song going on, just going through it, making sure, you know, oh, I've got to do, redo that solo or, you know what I mean? It's a constant, it's all day, every day, this album right. has been for all of us, even though we're all separate. Right, right. But, you know, Chris, the other guitarist, be like, hey, man, is there anything that I need to look at? Because he's very much adds kind of almost spices to the songs. You know what I mean? Like he's a great guitarist, but he also can yeah, add little bits of piano or some strings or something that I've, probably wouldn't have thought of which has right. been really been really cool and i've never really had that another guitarist first and then have mm. another guy that's like hey man think about this and he'll send me a heap of stuff but like, yep no 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 yep 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 that's killer but bang <laughs> goes in and that's been nice to have um which i think's added 
another little element to Taramaze, having another person, especially a guitarist, just write little things, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, nice. Yeah, so it's, we're really excited about this album. It's like, I know it seems like it might have been fast, but when you're doing it all day, every day. Sure. Because it's sort of like, well, there hasn't been anything else to do. <laughs> Can't play live. Yeah. It's, you know, like I, I produce bands. No bands are recording, so I'm like, well, how about we just try to do another album? So we've done three albums in twelve months. Wow, but that's amazing. We, we end up with so much music that I had to kind of stop. I'm like, I'm like, we've got there's too many songs here, and I'm gonna have to cull some of them back. And like some of the songs, like the drummer would be like, dude, that's like my favorite song. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't fit the album. So <laughs> now we've got. So I'm hopefully, <laughs> if, but by the time we go, here's the nine songs which we've done now. It's the best. It's the best songs we've written over the last couple of months or whatever, however long Excellent. it's taken. <laughs> it hasn't taken long. Uh, that's saying a lot too when you think about the fact that I mean, all the other things you've written in all this time. So uh, that's amazing. I, I dude, I could talk with you probably all day. We're in a similar headspace, I think, when it comes to music. So I could yeah. continue. Um, but sadly, I got, I'm going to have to start wrapping this up because I got to make way for the next show. But um, this is great news. So I'm excited. I'm sure everybody else that's loving what you're putting out is excited to hear there's new music coming up. Even more exciting, I don't know. It doesn't sound like from what you're saying at the moment, but got to ask the question. Any future plans you're looking at towards touring yet at this point in time? Maybe next year? Because I know some things are starting to open up and I'm starting to see dates getting put out there. And, and if so any stage any sense or <laughs> any chance you're coming to the states oh man uh, you know <laughs> before this pandemic happened with my other band i was supposed to tour for two and a half nearly three months with testament oh, wow. through america that no was literally the last thing i was about to do before this whole thing started right that was pretty it was pretty tough to kind of accept that that's not going to happen but yeah. um i don't it's hard, man. It's so hard to gauge right now. Um, Melbourne's, a, man, we can't even leave our, we can't leave our houses. Well, I do, but yeah. it's like, you know, this whole thing's gotten out of hand wow. control-wise, so we don't know what we can do. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can do is release music. That's the closest thing I have to uh, connecting with, I suppose, you know, people and fans and stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's been the focus has been the, the songwriting because it's our way of, it is our way of connecting with, I suppose, with the world where it seems like we're so separated right now. But right. the touring thing, uh, man, we'd love to, we'd actually love to get back to play things like Prog Power US because the last time I was supposed to do that, I ended up in hospital. But we did Jeez. go, we did go to Europe. And maybe only a year ago or whatever it was to play the pro cover there, which was amazing and realized we have <laughs> a fair few fans. So, we'll, so we want to get back to Europe, but who knows, man, it's yeah. just for us. It's, and I'm not really focused on it because it's, there's no, it doesn't seem to be any sort of finish line here. It just seems like the world's changed forever mm-hmm. and do what, do whatever you do, do whatever makes you sort of, stay sane and yeah. the, the song the songwriting's it at the moment like but i want to come back to america i used to come to america once a year oh, okay so mm-hmm. that's you know and go to 
mainly into LA, California and all that sort of stuff. And that seems to be kind of what it seems from our end, it seems to be kind of a bit out of control as well. Yeah. The whole thing, it's madness, man. But I suppose that's why we're releasing so much music because we can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah. I, I guess if we're going to take a silver lining out of this, that your, your frustration is turning into some really amazing music. And, you know, I'm glad you're getting some therapeutic value out of that at least. And the rest of us are getting a lot of enjoyment from that, from what I'm seeing. Like I said, the reception has been really uh, great. A lot of high praise. I love it. I, you know, it's, it's something I've been playing on a regular basis here since I discovered you guys Thanks, and got man. into it. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad it's doing well for you. And I, I certainly wish you more continued success. And honestly, from what you're talking about the next album, sounds like that's that's a likely thing to happen so uh let's let's hope that continues and you know it, on this end at least in this country it starts to feel like we're a little bit at the light at the end of the tunnel we'll see god willing we'll get there but you know if, if that translates into getting a chance to see you guys live over here i'm all for it and i know there's going to be a lot of other people that are for it so uh, the success is much deserved uh, and you guys, unfortunately, have been a secret too long in the yeah. U.S., so I'm, I'm going to do my best to fix that little bit as much as I can. So Thanks, man. Appreciate absolutely. that a lot. And I want to thank you again for your time this morning. I know it's this morning there. I'm going to confuse my listeners where it's evening here, but they'll yeah. deal with it. I'll straighten them out later. <laughs> but thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, sir. Hope we get to do it again in the future. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care. Rock on, man. So there you have it. Dean Wells, vocalist, guitarist, mastermind behind Terra Maze. The new album is out. Sorella Minore. Can't roll my R's, but I can mangle Italian with the best of them. That's it. It's out. Anywhere you buy music, it's available. Absolutely. Pick it up. Give it a listen. Find it on Spotify. Whatever you got to do, check it out. I think you're going to like it. It's a really, really fine piece of work on his part. All the way from the epic title track to the lovely little closing number. This album's got it all. Check it out. And of course, you will hear it on Bleeding Edge every Saturday, Toxic Radio, 5 p.m. Eastern. Or (laughs) really damn early in Australia. This is Super Dave signing off.